Well, for today's show, we got something special for you. We've got the one and only Mr. Scott Deming as he interviews contractors from all across the country on their best practices and what they've done to be successful. Take it away, Scott. Now, before we get started on today's show, I want to make sure you're all getting signed up for Epic 2023 in Las Vegas. It's going to be on March 16th and 17th. We have an amazing lineup of keynote speakers and educational breakouts. You will not want to miss it, so get signed up today at epic2023.com. Now, just one more thing before we get into today's show. If you're not signed up for any events, whether it's an in-person event or a virtual event, take a look at the event calendar at events.mycontractuniversity.com and get signed up. They're all absolutely free for all members, so take advantage of it and sign up for some events today. Okay, let's get started with today's show. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Cracking the Code, the official interview series of Contractor University, powered by EGIA. I'm your host, Scott Deming, and we have a very special guest today. I'm excited to bring him in. Uh, he's been very busy, and it's been hard to nail him down, but I'm so thankful that he's finally here with us. We've got Mr. Scott Hetty from Scott Hetty Air Conditioning and Heating. Did I say that right? Absolutely perfect. I, I couldn't figure, I couldn't remember if heating came first, or, but it's Scott Hetty, air conditioning and heating. Scott, welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me, Scott. I appreciate it. Love so the show. So thrilled to have you. Um, Scott, as you know, you've seen the program a couple of times. Uh, we like to get to know uh, the guests a little bit. So we're going to ask you to talk a little bit about your, you know, your past, how you got into this and all that. But really the objective, the main objective of this show is to really have folks like you on who have gone through your ups and downs, but you're continuing to succeed. And you know what, what are some of the things that you've done and some of the things that you could share with other contractors who are going through or might have gone through similar uh, issues, challenges as you, and help them to kind of move the needle as well. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, Scott, just give us a little bit of background. How did you get into this business? Like, why, how did you get uh, interested? I mean, I think you said something to me about the fact that you were into it or interested in it way back in high school. So why don't you go ahead and launch into that, that interesting bio of yours. Perfect. Uh, thank you. So when I was a junior in high school, I was, uh, I dated a girl, took her to prom and her father was a plumbing contractor uh, in our, in our area. And uh, by summertime, I had a job with him while I was going to summer school as well to, to get ahead. And, and then I continued part-time with them uh, through my senior year. And then my first year of uh, junior college, uh, was working with them, then went on to another plumbing company after that. And in November of 94, I met my brother-in-law and he owned a large HVAC shop and plumbing shop uh, here in the Inland Empire in California. And uh, talking with him at Thanksgiving by February in 95, I was working for him. And I went from cleaning trucks and slinging ducks, uh, being the gopher as they would call me, and started, uh, I would be with the plumbers a little bit when they needed me and the, with the installers when they needed me uh, and service techs when they needed me. And then was the key was for the first two years was every time I was done at the end of my day, the owner, um, Ed, would ask me if I you know, wanted to go ride along with him. And I would go learn to do service uh, and watch him do sales calls. And slowly over a couple of years, uh, one day he came out and asked me, uh, do you mind taking over plumbing on call? I'm going to let go of a plumber. And I saw my opportunity to stand out. And I said, absolutely. And that went on to 
uh, learning more about HVAC and becoming a technician by year four. I was working so much being on call five weeks at a time, uh, being the single guy and not having a family at the time. Um, I, I just kept wanting to learn. And then I became a service manager at year four. By year five, he moved me into the office doing dispatch, helping run meetings and becoming a general manager of just people uh, and helping with customers. And, and uh, that's how it started uh, for me. So uh, obviously, as you were learning and doing all the things and you were willing to, like you said, uh, you know, sling and fling anything that they asked you to sling and fling. Um, but talk about now how that like what what how did you make this this leap? Like, what is what does a person do that just one day they say, I'm going to do this on my own? How did that happen? Talk a little bit about the leap from working for someone to then deciding, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own. And uh, it kind of get in a little bit of how was that scary? Like, when did it happen? Was it scary? Was it, you know, did you have trepidation? Or did you just go head first and just kept chugging along? Yeah, of course. Uh, so seven and a half years into it, I realized I was working a 70 plus hours a week and I had no control of my, my personal life, no time. And I more started a business out of frustration, knowing that I was capable of going out and doing the work. And so I jumped out and honestly, I wasn't scared at all. I was, I was excited. I was relieved. And then you start to realize, and it takes years to realize that if you didn't learn the inside part of the business, which is what I hadn't learned, I'd learned the technical, I'd learned how to run meetings, uh, to, to logistically move people and materials around, but I actually didn't know how to price. I didn't know anything about KPIs and I would go years. And then I, and as it went on, I realized as we hit a recession in 2008, I really wasn't truly prepared to do this, but you're already in it. You've committed. And so I'm five years or six years into it. And I, I go through that and I, and I have a good clientele and I, uh, base and I was always told word of mouth is everything. I didn't even know how to market. And, uh, and I'm still working on that now in the last year, uh, through a marketing series that I take. And so I just kept working through those struggles and just kept doing my work diligently, showing up on time, being there 24 hours a day for my customer base and building a base slowly, but surely, uh, would learn years later that, maintenance contracts were key. I, again, things you, you don't really appreciate at the time of how important they are just because you're being told to do them, but you don't know the why. And I guess what I've done over the last years is just try to discover the why. Scott, question, uh, because when I was 26 years old, I quit my job as a creative director at an ad agency and started my own company. And it was scary. And I remember rolling, literally rolling coins, uh, my ex-wife and I to, to, to pay for the heat. Uh, and buy groceries. And then, you know, slowly but surely it grew and it grew and it grew. But one of the things that helped me was I worked really hard to find mentors because I didn't know. I, I mean, I knew I was a creative guy. I knew how to create ads and, and, you know, do copy and all that. But in terms of running a business, it's, and it's the same thing with you. You know, you knew all the inside kind of uh, intel on how to do the different things, treat a customer, inventory, all that. But in terms of really running a business, everything from marketing to finance to, to, to the books and all that, how did you, how did you learn that? What, what was the step you took or the steps you took that got you towards that, that, you know, beyond a, an entrepreneur, a really a businessman, a business person who knew how to do this stuff effectively? One of the first steps that I was very fortunate is a friend of mine who was also my accountant. 
started showing me how I wasn't making money, how I was actually just spinning wheels. And so it led me to start taking more classes on sales through the manufacturers or the distributors that would, uh, that would offer them. And it just, it was, it's been a slow progress, but, uh, honestly, though we were making money and we do a little bit more each year, it wasn't until I came until my brother-in-law, same guy that I was working for years later would introduce me to the EGI platform. And I started taking classes and realizing, wow, I don't know what I don't know. And though that was, that's where it started getting really scary. I'll be quite honest, knowing that I'd been doing this for so long and not actually knowing where to, to get that information. And that's when I started reaching out and I started finding more and more people, whether it was business owners, uh, whether it was through EGI, was through the, the distributors, people would give you information if you'd ask. And the thing is, I think I was just afraid to ask or and at times I didn't know to ask, but I was afraid to ask. And once I started getting a few more people in and asking more questions and they'd lead you to more classes and that would develop more questions, it's just started snowballing in the last few years so that I could build that. And, and before, honestly, it, it took a long time, Scott. It was very frustrating. So uh, you not knowing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, not knowing that you think you're, you know, you're a good technician, you know, you're a good installer and you're doing good that work in the field. But you don't know that you don't understand what's happening in the business itself. Right. And that's what I didn't know. I was a mechanic forever. And once that once I became aware of that, that's actually when I started getting scared a lot. Like, oh, oh, my goodness. You know, what, like, what have I done? Like, what <laughs> did, I, did I make the right where I, decision? That's where it became overwhelming. Yeah. Right. And I'm years into this. And it became that's when things started becoming overwhelming for me. Like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? You know, what have I done with my life? And that's nerve wracking. So talk about a little bit about some of the challenges that you were going through. You said like you did, you didn't know, you know, the, you didn't know what you didn't know. Uh, and then you started discovering what you were doing wrong and why the needle wasn't moving. What were some of the challenges that you faced? And then, and then if you don't mind, um, talk about how either through mentorship or through the EGIA uh, classes that you've gone through, the contract university classes that you've gone through, whatever it is, whoever you dealt with that helped you through. But what were a couple of challenges? Because I'm sure, I mean, on this, people viewing this are everything, you know, everywhere from a one person shop starting out the way you did once upon a time to massive companies with, you know, multiple locations. But everybody started somewhere and had to have similar challenges. What were your challenges and, uh, you know, how did, how did, again, either mentorship, friends, accountant, EGIA, contract university, how did they help you through this uh, and get you to where you are today? I would say the first one was, was what's commonplace for a lot of people is just get in, get the repair and, and go and not explore further, not have deeper conversations with the customers about what's happening in their home. And I learned that through the EGA platform to actually slow down and start having those conversations. And the next one, even though that I was still, I was getting that a few years ago, the next one was actually just asking for the order. I would, I would drop a bid off thought, Hey, I, I'm so great. You should just select me. And I never really went through a real process. And so developing the process of sales started getting me to a point where my tickets started going up. I was getting busier and busier, even in the off season and starting to patch systems in the summer because I didn't have the manpower to move it. 
but setting those leads for the winter and start being busy year round, just doing installations and duct modifications. So between EGI being helped me to slow down and to be able to listen and to differentiate myself and to start asking for the order. And I just, I was, I would say the second part of that is I went in for years spending money like I would spend money. And so, oh no, you know, don't, you know, this system's too much. And I would limit the options for a customer. And I learned that my job is to create solutions. And again, through doing the the classes that I would just do over and over again, I started to learn and develop where I'm confident walking into a, into a customer's home, listening to what's going on, evaluate and test the system and offer them comprehensive solutions and letting them pick and then embracing financing was another big thing. But being okay with offering everything from 14 SEER to 20 SEER variable and not trying to spend the money like as if it was my money, but actually letting them buy what they want to buy instead of trying to sell something. And that has had massive impacts. You know, I this is the first time I've heard somebody say this on these interviews. And, and it's something that all business people, business owners especially, deal with. But you you were so afraid to ask for the order or to charge what you even felt was uh, of value because you're thinking to yourself, I don't know, that's a lot of money. I don't know if I would pay for it. I used to do the same thing. Right. And I would be like, I don't know. I mean, and then they go, absolutely. And you're like, oh, Dan, I should have should have gone higher. <laughs> but but how so but that's but Scott, that's actually um it's not a it's not a flaw. It, what it is, it's a it's a, a character trait of, that makes you an honest person. You're an honest person. You felt like, you know, I don't know if I want to chime in my overcharging. But when you start putting yourself in your customer's shoes and then looking at it from their perspective, now you start putting it out there as this is what you need. You may not realize what you need. You may be asking for something, but I'm going to tell you as your consultant, your advisor, your friend, this is the value proposition right here. And this is a value. So once you got over that kind of guilt, which is what it is, it's guilt asking for money. How, it got a lot easier for you, I'll bet. Very easy. Um, it, no, I hate to use the word on, but <laughs> it became simple to walk in and give a variety of solutions from $5,000 to $35,000. And people picked what they wanted to based upon the information I gave. Like I was taught by Weldon in one of the classes, the more problems I find, the more solutions that I find for the customer, the more I solve. And, you know, and in the end, the more you actually earn. But really, I was finally serving correctly by listening and by paying attention and to giving them all of their options rather than giving them a box. And in this industry, we know a lot. People go out and they're predetermined what they're going to sell to the customer. And here's my box. And we're not really listening and slowing down through Drew and Russ's classes uh, through technical communications was key for me in EGI, learning how to be an effective listener right. and how to relay that information back and then being able and being okay with offering solutions that really would solve their problems by letting them choose, you know, based upon what I could see was happening in the house. And, and if you, if you think about, the fact that you're you're really not I mean, this is a hard thing for contractors to get their head around, because especially if you're new in the business, you're not selling 
like you said, boxes. You're not selling, you're not even selling heating and air conditioning. You're selling, no. you're selling peace of mind, comfort, relationships, all those things that are emotional. And when you can start thinking about the emotional connection, as opposed to here's a box and here much, here's how much I'm going to charge you for it. And oh, I hope you don't get scared of the price. When you start thinking about it in, in, in those terms and that perspective, it becomes a much different proposition. Again, I, you know, I've, I've, trained a lot of contractors through the years. And I've always had to say, look, before we even start, you are not selling heating and air conditioning and plumbing. And I'm going to get yeah. you to realize this. And by the end of the day, they realize it. So, hey, so speaking of this, um, you know, being able to sell a, a value uh, proposition and something that you believe in and they ended up buying because they believed in it. I heard you got a great story from a woman, uh, Crystal Green. Do you mind telling that story? Absolutely. Uh, it's a so I'm a year and a half into or two years into my training with uh, EGI. And, and once again, you think you have things figured out. And I drive up to a job site on a morning and there's another AC truck in the driveway. And it was for a one head mini split, which, you know, there's profit in, but it's just a one day job. It's nothing big. And I instantly got frustrated and I felt triggered by, it, you know, going basically, you know, going backwards. And I was I thinking to myself, you know, what would, what would Drew actually say to me right now? And, he, and one of my instructors there at EGI, and he would say, you know, you're there to serve. And Russ would say the same thing, like, relax and go do your job and just serve. So I walked to the door, I knocked on the door, and, and uh, she took me to the area. I did my introductions. She took me to the area where I was going to be sizing. So I measured out the room to figure out, you know, what size I'm going to go with. And later we'd do a heating load BTU. Um, and I asked her where the breaker panel was. So I went out through the back. Uh, door to go look at the breaker panel. And as I'm walking along, I see this 28 year old condenser and instantly flashes in my mind a, a video through Weldon series on, on the EGI platform that was, it's dark and you just hear the door open like, you hear footsteps and all of a sudden the light clicks on and there's Weldon. And he says, every day contractors walk by thousands of dollars of repairs. And I'm looking at this 28 year old condenser and thinking to myself, why am I here? It can't be just this mini split. So I look at the breaker, I go back inside and using techniques of communication I, that I learned again through these classes on the EGI, which is, Miss Green, what are you actually trying to accomplish? I know we're doing AC in this room. You know, what are you doing with this house? And she says, well, I'm going to turn it into a rental property. I'm retiring. And so I'm going to have uh, medical professionals come rent it for a month at a time. I said, well, I, I can't help but notice that you had a 28-year-old condenser in the backyard um, has anyone bothered to do a tune-up on it or looked at your heater? And she said, no. And I said, well, with your permission, if it's okay, I'd like to go ahead and, and uh, get a ladder. So I got a ladder and I light and I went up and the ductwork's falling apart. The furnace is literally sitting on a pallet, not even strapped down. The craziest thing, one of the craziest things I've seen a lot. And so as I came down, I said, Ms. Green, are you aware of the condition of your system now? And she said, no. And I said, would you like to look at some pictures or would you like to use my light and go up my ladder and look? And she went up. She looked around and I described to her as she was turning around, looking at the ductwork and the system and what was going on. She came down and said, you know, Miss Green, if it'd be okay with you, I'd like to do some heating load, cooling load calculations on your home and maybe come up with some design options that could incorporate a mini split system through a multi-zone or mini split head through a multi-zone system and address your ductwork issues and look at some filtration options that might be, uh, you know, might be good for you and for your clientele basis. So I went home, did my diligence. The next day I went in. And worked, went over an entire bid series with her. And instead of having a $5,000 or $6,000 mini split, 
We turned it into $32,000, got her $4,000 in rebates. And within a week, I was putting in a multi-zone system with a Remy Halo and April Air uh, and Wi-Fi thermostat so that she could, or her property management could actually remotely control it. And just by slowing down and using the techniques, and I shouldn't even say technique, I hate to say it, but learning how to listen, be observant and be of service. And that's what EGI promotes. You know, it's not a gimmick. It's not a, it's not a sale. It's not a quick, you know, I would say in class, there's no silver bullet to this. It's, it takes time. And I had to develop the technique of learning to listen and be of service. And I am just doing that on a continual basis. And it's allowed me to take my business from being the one truck guy to a couple trucks and going from 150,000 to 350 last year, we're hitting 600 this year in just two years time. And next year, I'm already setting a business plan to be 1.5 million in sales, but having a coach and having EGIA and having a real business plan and a prosperity mindset, like putting all these pieces together, allow you to slow down and be of real service and not just sell the box, not worry about what everybody else is doing. Just do what you do best and specialize and stand out. I think I lost uh, hearing on you. Can you hear me now? Can you yes, hear me I now? Can. Thank you. I forgot to turn my yes, mic sir, back on. Yes, I can on. hear you now. I turn my mic Thank off you. when you're talking in case I have to cough. <laughs> when I'm off camera. Bless <laughs> it. I love it. Um, oh boy, good, good. Yeah. So yeah. So I got I'm controlling. I'm controlling all of that. Anyway, what I was saying was, um, this isn't an EGIA or a contractor university commercial. It's not. But. No, I do want the contractors to hear from people like you, because you're not the first one who said something like this. Weldon, Gary, Drew, uh, you know, Russ, these guys are like they're the cream of the crop in this industry when it comes to learning how to be successful. And if you're not already taking advantage of their brilliance and their, you know, how they can give you the guidance, then you just, you got to jump in. You just have to jump in and you, and you, everything you've said so far has been because of something that you took away from some of the programs that you participated in with these folks. So I'm really glad that you said it again. I'm not here to, to push any of this. I'm really not. I'm just, I'm, I'm working on behalf of VGIA to, to bring these interviews, but as I said to you earlier in the interview, um, I had mentors and I went to classes and I read and learned, you can't do this on your own. And this reminds me, and I might've yeah. said this once before, famous story, um, uh, who, who's the, uh, who was the guy, the, the head coach of Alabama, Paul Bear Bryant, every single year when his freshman class came in, He'd come walking in, he'd stand up on a little platform. And I don't know if you remember the, the hat and the, you know, the checkered jacket. And he'd stand up and he goes, boys, welcome. Congratulations. You're all scholarship players. He said, uh, but here's what I want you to do. When we get out of this meeting, I want you all to go home and thank your parents. He said, because not a single one of you got here on your own. And it just, it's such a great lesson. You can't do this on your own and don't be afraid to ask for help. Because you know what I've also learned in this industry of yours? People are more than happy to help their peers in this industry. I mean, you learn that, right? Absolutely. You know, between having an update call every year with my brother-in-law that would ask me where I'm at, what I'm working on, that was, you know, we did, we'd spend a little bit, but it would just reinvigorate that. But I'll tell you on being able to have in the class and whether it's on virtual or, or being able to uh, be one-on-one -on -one and 
being able to ask questions and not be afraid, sit in that front right. row. I mean, that's me. I just, I'm sitting in the front row and engaging and then having a coach, you know, and in so many things, not just, you know, through business, but there's other coaches that we have having someone to check real ideas in real time with and having the accessibility to people to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask yeah. everybody, you know, whether it's on EGI or in life, people are really, they, you're right. They are absolutely ready and willing to share it. We just get afraid to ask it. Sometimes it's, it's the ego that's trying to protect us that we think we know something, but don't be afraid to ask information. Don't be afraid to learn. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself and do something different. And you know what? You may run into somebody who isn't willing to share because they're too territorial. You know, you may run into somebody like that. You probably won't, but you may. And you're going to run into somebody like that because they're insecure. They're territorial. They, they don't want to share their secrets, you know, they're, they're the things that help them. But even if you do run into someone like that, understand that that is not the norm. The norm is folks no. like you and folks like like the, the EGIA folks and everybody else who is who are very, very willing to learn. Hey, Scott, I want to ask you one more thing before we sign off. Do you have like um, one tip, one like if you could send away the, the folks watching this with one tip, one thing that you learned that you believe is probably the uh, thing that changed your life in this industry. Now, it could be something you've already said. I don't know. But do you have anything that you could share? Don't be afraid to, to uh, acknowledge that you don't know. Be okay with learning and understanding. <clears throat> Seek out people who will give you information and help. Like, don't be afraid of, of, of knowledge. Uh, don't be afraid to ask. That would be my biggest thing. You know, whether you're using the EGI platform or others, constantly be learning and reinvent yourself and challenge yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help. That's awesome. And I have to tell you, I do, I do a lot of leadership training programs. One of the things I say is, um, it's really, really not, it's not just okay. It's awesome. If you have the humility to admit you're not the smartest person in the room, if you, if you think you are, and you're afraid to get anybody else's uh, input because you're afraid it's going to be better or smarter than yours, you're in the wrong line of work. Um, hey, Scott, this has been such uh, a wonderful experience. I, I really do appreciate you being with us today. I know how busy you've been, and uh, I'm just thrilled that we finally nailed this down and got you on. So thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story. Well, my friends, that is a wrap. And that was Scott Hattie from Scott Hattie, Air Conditioning and Heating. What a great, what a great conversation. He's such a great guy uh, and really awesome, awesome advice. So uh, again, thanks for watching. Uh, this is Cracking the Code, the official interview series from Contract University powered by EGIA. Again, I'm your host, Scott Deming. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Scott. We appreciate that interview and that content so much because we're all trying to strive to get better all the time. Now, listen, be sure and share this on Facebook. And if you're not a member, I want you to click the link and sign up for a free trial. It's a 30-day free trial. You get access to all of our content. And I guarantee you, if you follow the advice, if you take the courses, you will take your company to new places, new amounts of success. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye-bye for now.